Hey y'all, welcome back to your brand new podcast episode eight. Okay, so I'm hoping this works while well. I'm using my headphones for this one, just because like I hate picking up like all these sounds and stuff. But anyways, so I wanted to talk a little bit about a few Disney villains that I feel like don't get enough love and or credit for their villainy. Um, obviously there's some huge favorites. I, I, like growing up, I know everyone, myself included, loved like Ursula and they loved, and I might even talk about her in this episode. I'm not gonna talk about everyone because I don't have the time for that. But I do want to talk about a few that have just been on my brain for like the longest time about getting no love. Um, but Ursula is a, a big fan favorite. I can see why. Maleficent is a huge favorite to me. Overrated, but she's a you know favorite. Um, Evil Queen, I think, is underrated, but also really popular. Um, Cruella de Vil is another one I can... A lot of the female villains, I think, really get a good rep. There's, there's a few male ones that do too, as in like, uh, God, Scar, Hades... Um, a lot of the comedic relief are really, really satirical ones. Um, who's another one? Um, Oogie Boogie does get a lot of love. Um, I would even say Hook. I think Hook gets more love than Jafar, which I think is weird, but he does. He gets a lot of love. I always thought Hook was just too silly to be a villain, but I get why Hook is like, I get like, cause originally in the original 1952 Peter, 1952, 53, 52, yes, Peter Pan. Uh, starring Bobby Driscoll, originally, and Captain Bomana, of course, originally, um, Hook was going to be much darker of a character. There were, like, like little things, little uh, illustrations done of Hook, like, actually tying kids up to Skull Rock. He was going to be a lot more murderous, I guess, than he is in that version. But the reason why I think they decided not to, to, to pull back is because he is sort of, like, the embodiment in Neverland of Wendy's father, which is why they're voiced by the same actor, and they're drawn the same except for you know this guy's pudgier obviously than than hook um so i think they wanted to keep his qualities a bit more indeed he does like do bad things but like you know he's so blundering and i think that's why um disney kind of chose to go that route instead of making his character darker was because he is in that film i guess an allegory for lack of a better word or maybe that is the exact word i need to use um for wendy's like childhood he wants peter pan like he's he's tired of these childish things that peter pan he's playing with playing with him and wendy's father just wants her to grow up because that's what society needs her to do um and so anyway i think that's exactly why they kind of like dialed back his character but even in the sequel i'm like i feel like captain hook is i i know he's the bad guy of that film even though i feel like Tinkerbell was the actual bad guy of that film, and Peter Pan himself, like, and the mermaids. Um, but I, I do think that, like, he's he's a, an interesting villain. He's to me not a villain villain because he's so he's so goofy. I, I I can't take him seriously as a villain. He's just way too goofy. Um, but there's a few others I really want to talk about. So I'm gonna start with I guess I'll start with Scar because I feel like Scar's he's a popular villain. Not that he's not popular, but he's. I think he's popular, and I mean, I think he's cool on a level that a lot of people don't talk about. Scar is, like, one of these unusual characters, because he dies off in the first film, right? He dies off in The Lion King. But he, his presence is still felt in Lion King, too. So he's surprised with Kovu, and with Kovu's mom, um, trying to basically, or I guess Kovu's aunt, I think she's his mother, I'm not sure, trying to, like, basically like mind F Kovu and make him go after Simba in the name of Scar who's either his uncle or his father I'm assuming it was his father I don't actually know but that um that's kind of a cool like element of Scar's character to still have that lingering like you know uh I guess residual effect on everybody else around him 
Um, and then there's also the lion guard, which actually shows like Scar on the other side, which is really trippy. That's the only thing I like about lion guard was actually was really really cool. And another fun fact about uh, that with Scar, or not even really with Scar, but like with Lion King in general, there's a lot of secrets to the Lion King, or a lot of like unused things that I think were really interesting. For example, one thing I always thought was interesting was like in the, the end of Lion King, Simba and Nala have a boy, it's not a girl, it's not Kiara. That child at the very end of the first Lion King was a male. There was even a Lion King book after the movie came out that was like, um, that showed. Like uh, Simba's son, it was an actual boy in the book. Don't remember his name, but it was an actual boy in the book. What happened after that? Don't know, but it was and they ended up flipping, and then like they magically it was Kiara, and then in the sequel they kind of talk about that it's a girl, but it's it wasn't a girl. It was it was originally their son, and so I think that was kind of weird. Like, well, then what happened to Simba's first kid? So then anyway, Lion Guard comes along, and Lion Guard talks about the the character of Kion, who is Kiara's younger brother. Um, and so basically, like, Kiara's also in the show too, so she is canon to that. But there's, I want to say there was a little bit of talk about another son that Simba and Nala had before both Kiara and um, uh, Kion came along, so there might have been another child. Like, like, canonically, there might be another, like, that child that was in that book, I'm not even sure that book's, like, canonically relevant, but it might not be, but apparently, there, as far as I've heard rumors of, there, there's, poss- there's a possibility that there is some mention of this first child in The Lion Guard. I haven't watched Lion Guard in a very long time, so I've, I've never finished the show, but I, if that's the case, that's awesome. I love that Disney would kind of, like, retcon itself. Um, again, and kind of be like, okay, because, you know, obviously, the, the original was that it was going to be a boy to carry on The Lion King you know, saga, and then it turned out, no, it's going to be Kiara, and they switched it for Lion King 2, but then to have it, like, retconned back in the show of actually, they both exist, and then Kion is also in there, so there's three children. Um, there's a lot of, like, different lore of what happened to the first child, that once he was killed off or unalived, um, which I think was, like, really dark, but also makes sense why he's not there, but then also another thing was that he ended up leaving and he was originally going to be a member of the Lion Guard, but decided, you know, because he left, he couldn't be the, the you know, the, the part of the Lion Guard, which I think is kind of fascinating. All of it seems really, really cool. And I, as much as Disney loves doing sequels and things, I would love to see that kind of sequel go down of, like, all of a sudden, like, the first prince of Pride Rock, you know, of Simba and Nala's kid comes back and he wants revenge or whatever he has a redemption arc or story that scar didn't really get to have i think that would be cool because it would be kind of reversed this time because mufasa no wait mufasa was he the elder i i think scar is the elder brother actually i think that's what it is i think scar is the elder no scar is the run of the litter that's what it is scar is the run of the litter um but anyway this would be kind of a, a reverse thing because the elder brother would be whatever that boy's name is and then Kion would be the younger of the two. Um, and so you have, well, I mean, that's not reverse. What I'm saying is that the elder, yeah, it is reverse because the elder brother, who was Mufasa, was like strong. and uh, But obviously, if he ran away from home and he comes back, he's probably going to be like less stacked, less built, or whatever, as Kion, who's literally the leader of the Lion Guard. So, you know, he's been putting in the work. Um, so, you know what I mean? He's, he's eating healthy, he's eating good. So it'd be kind of cool to see that kind of like 
mix and change kind of you know almost almost like a tohu situation too in, in that mix so that would have been really fun i think to see happen and still could possibly happen in the future who know what disney's gonna do um but i wanted to talk a little bit about, about scar because i think that was kind of cool that like he again died in the first film but his influence and legacy still lived on even after and if you play the game kingdom hearts 2 i believe it's the spirit of scar that goes out like that's like tormenting simba which is a really cool idea as well like that should have been made into its own kind of sequel thing too so i mean you can even put that in the, you could have put that in the line which i guess it kind of did kind of do sort of kind of i don't know but it, it's really cool that scar had this kind of lasting legacy in effect i also want to point to this this song called scar on i think it's scar or scars on the Beyonce album The Gift, which is a really, really good song. It goes really in-depth about Scar's relationship with Simba. I did a whole talk about this. I might have put it on the podcast, but I did this years ago. Um, so maybe not. Maybe I haven't talked about it on here, but I had like a full like deep dive into what I thought the song was saying, and I'm pretty sure I was spot on about it, but I could be wrong. But that's another really great song to listen to, a really good interpretation of Scar's point of view. He's like lament um, in that song. I, I, I hope that in the Mufasa that might be still coming out there might be that conversation being had because that would be really dope to have um it's kind of like almost like an Elsa let it go moment which changed the way that Frozen was going to be because originally Elsa was going to be the big shiny villain in that movie and then they heard let it go it was like just kidding she's the whole hero she's the whole point of this movie never mind just kidding which I think would have been more powerful and effective if they let her have that moment in that song let it go and still kill her off or make her the villain just my just my thoughts that would be even more impactful to the audience. Like sometimes the the you know the villain is also sort of the hero, but doesn't get that redemption arc and ends up you know whatever. I think that'd be kind of cool. Like I, I personally do. Um, yeah, that's just my that's my thoughts. Kind of, but it, it, that, I guess that would be even more Elphaba, even though she's already Elphaba. <laughs> whatever. Um, so the next stuff I'm going to talk about is I kind of do want to talk about Ursula in that same thing because Ursula kind of is that way as well. Um, the only difference I think between Ursula and Scar is, like, when I think about the TV show of Little Mermaid, I think about how silly she was in the show. Um, she was less maniacal in the show. She was pretty maniacal in the show. She was. There were moments, like, with the unlucky creature, that, the way that she treated that creature was just, that whole episode was just problematic to me and bothered my soul, because that little unlucky, that bad luck creature was just the cutest fucking thing, and I felt so bad for her the whole entire episode, like, until the end, I was like, I hate Ursula for this episode, I absolutely hate her, because she's so mean to this bad luck creature, I get that it's a bad luck creature, or so you think it is, and you don't want it around you, but the fact that she wanted to kill it the whole episode was just so dark to me, I hate this thing, I feel so bad for that, also, the Little Mermaid TV show does not get the love it deserves, and it has some of the cutest freaking characters in that entire movie series. Like, I love Melody, but fuck Melody, okay? When it comes to that, I'm sorry, but Spot, um, Stormy, fucking uh, the bad luck creature, like, there was so many. Urchin, 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 oh, I love her, I love her. The fact that Urchin was not included in more stuff, including Ariel's Beginning. First of all, Ariel's Beginning, even though it's a cute movie and it's a cute movie, that movie can go fuck off because it completely retcons everything that the first movie set up and the show. Like, you expect me to believe that a 15-year-old Ariel has no, like, want to go to the surface, has just meets Flounder at the age of 15, has no treasure trove because none of this is talked about in the movie at all. Like, yeah, she saves the music for the kid, which also you expect me to believe that 
Sebastian's Under the Sea and all these amazing songs or whatever. Like a year, just a year before, they have no music in the kingdom. They're hitting, up, they're putting out bangers like that, bangers like that. But music has been banned since Ariel was a child. I don't fucking believe you. They, these people are too well musicians for that shit. I don't believe you. Like, I don't believe the connection that she has with Flounder has only been happening for a year. Like, whoever wrote Ariel's Beginning is an asshole and an idiot because you completely took out everything the TV show built up. Like, her cute little moment with Flounder when they first met and they were, like, in little guppy school or whatever was the cutest thing. First of all, Ariel with her hair back in a ponytail was in her, like, little voice was the cutest thing. She was like, she's an ugly child. <laughs> She was so cute in Ariel's beginning when she was little. And then she, I think all of us go through like an ugly or a little awkward stage. And the fact that they like had her do that, you know, in in the show was so cute. I hate the fact that they kind of retconned everything that happened in that show. That means Pearl was never their friend. Pearl slaps. Pearl was the whole problem was she slapped. Adela never had like a fat phase, which I loved. I was like, the fact that they made Adela plus size for a little bit. We all know she loses the weight later. So it's not like, you know, like, I loved that. I was like, this is so cool. They basically retconned everything from that show. Everything from that show. But anyway, the reason why I bring that up is because like I think not only is Ursula like a baddie because she turns into Vanessa, but she was a baddie the whole time. Like she was a baddie on the show. She was goofy on the show. She was, but she was still goofy. And then also like her, she ends up passing away, well dying at the end of the first movie, and then her sister Morgana kind of takes over. So you know her her legacy throughout Little Mermaid is always felt, which I think is kind of cool. Like she's she's a one off villain, but not really because again her sister comes into the, the first one or the second one. She ends up getting frozen or it gets like you know put into an ice block, and a picture of Ursula ends up like following her down the thing, which means Ursula's gonna be stuck on her mind. Um, I the only thing I hate about her having a sister in the second movie is that it does retcon the the idea that Triton and Ursula are supposed to be sister and brother, which they are supposed to be sister and brother. Um, but then Ariel's beginning does that even more so by making this new character that's basically meant to be Ursula, but it's not. I think what was her name? I know she she was the governess, but she's basically Ursula. Like everything about her screams Ursula, except she's played by Sally Field when the, the main the regular actor is really gonna play her. So it's like she's her, but she's not her. And then Benjamin, Benjamin, like, I love Benjamin, he's it. Ariel's beginning has so many good qualities to it, because one, I love how many, like, how much of the sisters get to have a moment with Ariel, I love that it introduces her mom, I love that Benjamin is in it, but I hate that they had, they, they gave us all these beautiful things, and took away everything the show had already built up for Mermaid, like, for Little Mermaid lore, I hate and Disney's, like, they're notorious for doing that in their shows. For whatever reason, like, the Aladdin show has no effect on the movies at all. And no, like, whatever. But it was going to, but we'll get to that in a minute. And then, like, Hercules. I don't think Hercules' show has anything to do with what happens in the events of Hercules. And also, some of these movies have sequels. So I get that, like, you don't want to, like, ruin the, you know, like, because normally the movie comes out and the show comes out after. I get that. But, like, after most of the, I'm sorry, I'm trying to complete my thoughts. Most of these things go like this movie comes out then it gets a show then it gets a direct-to-video sequel most of the time those direct-to-video sequels most of the time not all the time most of the time those direct-to-video sequels even though there's already been a movie and tv show established don't connect to the tv series so it's almost like then what the fuck was the point of the tv series at all if you're not going to connect the events of the tv series into the, the canon of the movies why are these separate universes 
because it's it's weird. It's like the Halloween movie franchise. Like, what the fuck am I watching? Because technically, the first the, the first movie connects to the TV series and to the sequel. So then, why don't the sequel and the TV series connect? Or sequel, prequel, because a lot of Disney's in that weird shit where it was like a sequel, but it wasn't a sequel. Like, why don't these things connect? This is dumb. I hate this. I hate it. I fucking hate it. Make Disney stop. Stop. Anyway, so, yeah, I love the fact that Ariel, or Ursula, was like a baddie, and I feel like she doesn't get the respect that she deserves, but it's like, like even in, like, for, for everything else besides the first movie, but it's like, even in the Ariel's beginning, her presence is, Marina was her name, Marina was, was the governess's name, or it, Marina, anyway, um, her presence is felt, because Marina is such an Ursula, she's completely Ursula, and then again, in the sequel, you have Morgana, who's Ursula, so, like, her sister, but skinny, which, actually, now that I think about it, the governess could have easily been Morgana, right, like, maybe she wasn't Ursula, maybe she was Morgana, because, Morgana Morgana was a bit more snatched than Marina, but still, it could still be her, it could, it could still be her, who's to say, who knows, I don't know, but, like, you, it's weird, it's weird how much they wanted to kind of, like, retcon their own story, I think they realized they they effed up, because they're like, we gave her a sister in the sequel, which wasn't uncalled for, but then, I mean, it wasn't because they brought the original voice actors back, but it was still kind of uncalled for, because the sister kind of reminds me of, like, Cruella, but under the sea, it was weird, um, but then also you have Marina, who, like, they wouldn't say it's Ursula, but it's Ursula, like, she even has a thing for eels, she, electric eels, she's literally Ursula, which, by the way, why did her electric eels in the prequel look so much more badass than Ursula's Blossom and Jetson eels in the, like, the original film, why did you do that, because her eels in the, the prequel were, like, they were huge, first of all, they were huge, and they were, they weren't playing, they were, like, not playing, and I don't think they spoke, but they were huge, but I was like, why did they, like, certain things, I don't need a red con for no reason, because if you watch those movies in order, you'll get hella Anyways, and then you watch the TV series, you just be pissed off. But, like, yeah, Little Mermaid TV series, you deserve so much more love. And all the characters they created, Spot, Urchin, the bad luck creature, um, uh, Stormy, um, Pearl, um, uh, Kayla. Well, Kayla really wasn't in it that much. The Black Princess, the mermaid, she really wasn't in it that much, but I still loved her. Sebastian's parents, Sebastian's rival, um, but the other boy, the, the boy that, like, liked Ariel, not Urchin, I love Urchin so much, but the other boy, remember when, okay, there was uh, Apollo, um, there were so many things, oh, the times, so, one thing I always bring up when everybody's like, Ariel, they married some guy, she just matched three days, fuck all y'all, because she knew Eric way before, if y'all, first of all, to me, the TV series is canon, everything is canon, everybody just lost their memories when it came to Ariel's beginning, like, whatever, but it's canon, Eric's in, like, four episodes of the show, and he's seen her four different times, and, like, well, they've seen each other, like, four different times, she's seen Eric multiple times, so to say that, like, she didn't marry a guy she just met, no, she didn't, she's, she's met him before, whether they want to know it or not, she's met him before, oh, the little Frankenstein, creepy little Igor kind of boy in that episode, that was cute, too, like, there was so many, like, cute moments in the show, Evil Manta, Evil Manta, Evil Manta, and, and Little Manta, like, fuck right off for, for writing everything off from the show the lobster monster like fuck disney why would you do that why would you retcon everything from the show like the show was so good gabriella how did i bury her 
Gabriella. Like, are you are you serious right now? Like, all the mer people in Atlanta. First of all, and that's another thing too. All y'all bitching about Haley um, being like a black mermaid and mermaid drama. Bitch, Little Mermaid. What was it? 1991, 1993, whatever. Fuck the TV series. We're letting y'all know that mermaids can be black, brown, Asian, whatever the fuck they want to be, because the show is already doing that shit, bitch. Check Gabriella. Check Kayla. Check half the mermaids under the sea. Y'all played too much because they were already showing mermaids of color back in Little Mermaid TV series. Ariel was already fucking inclusive, bitches. So kick rocks. Fuck all y'all. Anyway. <laughs> I wanted this to be so kid friendly, and it's just, it is, and I, I don't really care about it. I ain't got no kids on the fuck. Anyway, the next one, and the, probably the major one in this episode I really want to talk about. Actually, no, I'm gonna get into somebody else. I'll, I'll, I'll save this for last. We gotta talk about Lady Tremaine. Now, I know Lady Tremaine has get, she's gotten some love over the years. She's kind of gotten more respect on her name thanks to the sequels, Secret with the Bill as well. Um, but Lady Tremaine really is that girl. She's like, I love Evil Queen. I also like Maleficent to some degree, but she's fucking overrated as hell she is. Lady Tremaine, and this is basically, I mean, this movie isn't in the sequels either, like, I didn't need the sequels for this, but that is one cold-blooded ass bitch, she's cold-blooded, and you know what, I'm sick of y'all getting, giving Drizella shit, but crazy Anastasia, because they really did some foul shit, Drizella really is the one that suffered the most in the, the Cinderella series, let's talk about it, let's keep it a whole buck, so, as much as y'all love Cinderella, she did a house chore, I don't feel bad for her, I really don't, I don't feel like that for her, I really don't, I know some of y'all gonna come for me, how dare you, I really don't give a fuck, I'm up here to tell you, I'm that girl, I don't care, I don't care, I don't, I don't care about her, I don't care about Taylor Swift, I don't care about you, none of your face, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care, I just don't care, but anyways, so, like, when it comes to Cinderella, the story of Cinderella, to me, the two characters that I'm like, one is a baddie, and the other one I feel really bad for is Tremaine and Drizella, I'm gonna start with Tremaine, Tremaine really is a baddie baddie, like, Cinderella 3, like, Cinderella 1 already showed you that she's just bad, she's mean, she's just evil, ugh. and then Cinderella 3 just solidified that shit, it just went, it just, yeah, the fact that she decided, and that's why, and Anastasia's mess, and y'all played so much in my face with Drizella, but Drizella is the better of the two, I'm gonna tell you why, because Drizella sat back, right, she sat back in the cut, she was like, fuck this bitch, I know she's pretty, I don't like her, like, she sat in the back, but she didn't do, like, she was, she was, uh, she antagonized the fuck out of Anastasia, uh, Cinderella, and Mama, because that was her job, she was antagonizing siblings, she knew her place, but she did not step out of, out of line and do out-of-pocket shit, because Anastasia, in the sequel, right, wasn't she trying to be friends with Cinderella and shit, so she could get with the baker, right, didn't Cinderella hook them up, or whatever the fuck, like, okay, but in the third movie, she basically cheats on the baker trying to become Cinderella so she can get her happily ever after and fuck her like basically say you know fuck you sister whatever the fuck like I'm gonna take your man from you like and Cinderella didn't really do shit to her I'm like this is bullshit and but who, who, who didn't do that to her right who didn't do that Drizella Drizella didn't do that shit Drizella was like I don't want that bitch no way I can't stand her never and never 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 but what she never did was use the one on herself to become Cinderella. She never did that shit. She also didn't didn't turn the the, the uh, homegirl to stone. She didn't do that. 
Drizella really is a victim in all of this bullshit. And y'all just be sleeping on her victimhood and be like, but Anastasia, no, 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 fuck that shit. Anastasia's nasty. She's dirty. She played a whole game. She played a whole game on Cinderella. Drizella didn't do that shit. And she and, and you know what? She was egging her sister off because she knew what hey, if you get this man, that means I get money. I'm tired of being poor. I'm tired of living in a fucking chateau. But y'all want a mansion, I want a castle. Fuck this shit. Like we got mice and shit. We got a whole problem. We got a whole infestation of the house. I don't want this shit. Plus I gotta live with you and this evil bitch. I don't want this. Like I I ride with Drizella because Drizella had it all. She looked she was like, I just want my happy ending. Fuck how I get it. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be grimy like you. I'm not gonna be grimy like you. And mama, I'm I'm going along for the ride, bitch. But I'm not doing it. Drizella played her cards, and she still got fucked over, and that's wrong. There needs to be a Cinderella four, uh, Cinderella four iron whore. That's right. <laughs> and it's just like, fucking hey, Drizella sitting there looking at the bitch like, fuck that bitch. Y'all left me, and they did. Look, I'm gonna tell you another reason why everybody else is messed up and not Drizella, because fairy godmother, right? She knew fucking lady Tremaine was a bitch she knew straight up like this bitch is she done you know she done fucked up a homegirl dress from party city and you know she antagonized her daughter to do that shit and then they went off to the ball whatever the fuck but like my point is everybody in that franchise let drizella fall everybody everybody and you mean to tell me at the very end of the franchise she gets stuck with mama when you already know mama's a piece of work you don't even bother to help change her character you know what very godmother you ain't shit you never been shit i'm gonna tell you how i know you ain't shit because you let cinderella get fucked up Okay, you knew that was her mama's dress. You knew that was, you you give her some fucking some fucking uh some fucking TJ Maxx dress and shit like that afterward. And it's cute, it's comfortable and cute. But how dare you let this girl? You knew the mice were working on a dress for her, her mother, her dead mother's dress, and you let her. You knew it was gonna happen, bitch. You knew it was gonna happen, bitch. You let her get a beat down, even if you didn't know it was gonna happen initially. Why did it take homegirl being in rags for you to come and show up? How come you didn't think, oh, she just, when she took the necklace off the bitch in the first place, that's when you should have stepped in. You didn't do, you could have stopped time. You could have sticked the mice on this bitch like Willard. You didn't do nothing. You sat there and let this bitch look foolish. Because Cinderella is a fool. You sat there and let her look foolish. I bet Aurora was kicking in the eye. She was cackling in the background like, ha, fuck me, bitch, I'm coming soon. I don't like Cinderella. I don't like her. I don't like Cinderella to me. I know everybody looks at Aurora as the Regina George and all the memes that she kind of is. She is that bitch. Love me some Aurora. But I, in my mind, and maybe because I'm a sick person, but in my mind, Snow White and Cinderella bullied the fuck out of Sweet Beauty when she first came through. And that's why her movie didn't do what, what it should have. In my mind, they were bullies. I'm going to tell you why. Because Sweet Beauty basically is Snow White, but prettier, right? And she can sing. And, I mean, Cinderella can sing. They, they all can sing in their own little way, right? But... Sleeping Beauty is a bad bitch, and they, those two didn't want to let her know it, because once Snow White is the first princess, and she made a shit ton of money for Disney, she's the blueprint for Disney, and then Cinderella came along and became that girl, she really became that girl, like, she outshone Snow White in ways, and, and for the longest time, when I was growing up in the 90s, Cinderella was that princess, when you went to Disneyland, Cinderella was that fucking girl, it wasn't until the redhead came out, Katie Heron, <laughs> uh, Ariel, who basically shut that shit down and was like, oh no, I'm I'm that bitch. Aurora, you can come with me on the ride, but I'm that bitch, Cinderella. Fuck you and your mice too. Like she really did come through. Cause now Ariel's that girl. 
I live in an era, in an era where Ariel is that girl and as she should be because bitch we were created the same fucking year 1989 babies ruled this motherfucking planet bitch but anyways so in my mind Cinderella and Air and uh, Snow White are mean to Aurora or they were mean to Aurora and Aurora had to be stuck with them bitches until Ariel came along in 89 and changed that shit she changed the game and Aurora was like I'm, I'm progressive I'm gonna go with you that's how I see it you can't change my mind anyway anyway and, and, and Belle, Belle's a shady bitch too. I think Belle is besties with Ariel and Jasmine, but she's also a shady bitch. Yes, Jasmine is shady, but in a different kind of way. She's spicy in a different kind of way. But I don't, I don't trust Belle. I don't trust Cinderella. And Loki, I don't trust Mulan either. Loki, I don't. I love me some Mulan. She's my favorite out of the three. But I think I've seen too many images of Mulan, Belle, and Cinderella together that I can't help but put her in the Mean Girls Club. I can't. I can't. And she can fight. Mulan's that Mean Girl you don't want to fuck with. She can fight. She will whoop your ass, bitch. She will whoop you and all your friends. And I'm just, I'm, I respectfully have to stay away. <laughs> I respectfully have to stay away. Cinderella, we can square up. I really don't give a fuck. Belle, we can square up. I know you got a beast at home, bitch, but I really don't care. I, I can turn him. I'm not fucking with Mulan. I will not do it. Because she's my homegirl, real, real tired, and I'm afraid of her. I'm not going to do it. I'm just, she fought a whole arm by herself, bitch. I'm like, really? <laughs> I have no beef with her, but I will fuck up a bitch who smells like pumpkin spice, and I will fuck up a bitch who talks to inanimate objects, bitch. You sitting up there talking to fucking cups, spoons, and silverware, and fans and shit when you talk to bitch, I will fuck with you. I will fuck with you. Yes, I will, bitch. I will. Unless, you know, you talk about a fucking kitchen knife. No, not me. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'm not scared of you. I'm, I'm kind of scared of you, but not really. I'm uh, not really bitch not really anyways um but no seriously like lady Shemaine is just she's terrible i love her she's like she's so mean and she's so unapologetically mean like especially in the animated films because in the animated films they really don't give a fuck about the villains having well in the director sequel their director video sequels they really don't give a fuck about the villains getting a redemption on they're very clear on this is the bad guy this is the good guy you're not gonna be getting no let it go you're not going to get no well you know i came from this terrible upbringing and i you know I'm you're not going to get that you're going to get straight up nope she's the villain and she don't like your bitch ass that's what you're going to get but what y'all don't want to take into account is drizella is just a product of her environment she really is a victim of circumstance if anything like she does not deserve to get the shit that she gets and y'all just let her yeah everybody just lets her get get walked all over how dare you how did like i know she's not pretty that's okay she, you know what i think of her as have any of y'all watched mama's family or the carol burnett show that bitch is eunice <laughs> she is eunice i'm telling you look lady tremaine is mama right drizella is eunice and i mean i really don't know who anastasia is she's kind of like not there like as in i can't really put like she you know what she's iola she's the next door neighbor she's not but she, you know what i mean like she's that's who she is and then you have ellen who's cinderella she's that you know fuck ellen even though i love ellen betty white's character out the betty white r.i.p girl but it's like that's who that's who these characters are that's exactly how i see them um in my brain you can't tell me any different that's just how i see them um but anyway lady Shemaine, I like her so much more in Cinderella 3, because I feel like in Cinderella 3, she really shows her true colors. She really just is nasty. She's just nasty. And I really feel bad for Gisella, too, because I feel like that movie shows, like, 
again, she's not the one that, that went after Cinderella's man. I don't care what the reason was. She didn't do it. She sat back in the cut and was waiting for her and her giving in, but she never got him. And I feel bad for her because honestly, it really should have been all three. Because I'm sorry about Cinderella. I, bitch, Anastasia, I already gave you a chance. You done fuck with me all my life, sis. You done, you know, destroyed my mama's dress and shit. All that kind of stuff. Like, you helped all that. I don't fuck with you. And I gave you a chance with that fucking baker who I gotta watch, make sure he's not just baking the food, but he might be eating it too, because he's looking a little plump, he's cute, but he's plump, I gotta, okay, alright, chat, I gotta, I gotta look into this, but anyway, I gave you a chance, and then you went, and you turned on me, and the baker, to go and, and fuck up my marriage, and wish that should never happen, I mean, you didn't do it, your mama did, but you, you egg that shit on, and you didn't bother to tell me what the fuck was, like, bitch, nah, you are not my friend, you are not my homie, you know, I'll do all your fucking heads, bitch. I'll do, I'm the queen of friends. Off with your fucking heads, bitch. Off. I'm done. I'm not, I'm not playing this game with you. In fact, you can die. Jermaine can die. I'm going to keep Gisela alive. Why? Because she's only to the victim. Because ain't nobody looking out for her benefit. Not a single one of y'all. And she didn't do what you did to me. But she was down for the cost. So maybe, maybe what I'll do is I'll talk about her feet. She can go ahead. She can keep her life. I'm taking your feet, bitch. The ugly anyway. You tell the ugly. Couldn't exist in the shoe. I'm gonna take your feet. That way, every time you look down, you remember, oh, that bitch took my feet. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. In fact, I'm gonna have you, uh, like, like, tortured. I'm gonna let the mice eat your feet off. That's what I'm gonna do. That, yes, absolutely. That way, every time you see a little mouse skirt, you know we got tons of them pairs. You see my skirt around, you think about that. This bitch took my feet. <laughs> That's right. Cinderella in the house, bitch. That's what I would do to you. But Cinderella's wax, so she ain't gonna do that shit. Um, last but not least, I have to talk about the man. I feel like nobody respects this man. Nobody does. Nobody. I know I don't. No, I'm kidding. I love him. Jafar. I have to talk about Jafar. First of all, I have to talk about the, the Aladdin sequels because honestly, like, I don't really come from the era of like the Tarzan sequels. I don't even fuck about those, like the Tarzan sequels. I probably have never even watched them. I think Hercules might have a sequel, but it's like of him being younger. I watched the TV show. I didn't watch the movie. If there's a movie. Um, but for some reason, I feel like a lot of y'all love Hook. And you love Scar, which I get, because Scar's, Scar's mean. Scar's terrible, but I love him. Y'all don't really put, y'all love Hades. Y'all love Boogie Boogie. Y'all love, which I get, I get all of those. I'm not coming for them. Y'all love Gaston. Y'all, which I do too, for different reasons. He's so toxic, but he's my man. I, I'm convinced him and, and, and Prince Hans are in a relationship. And if they're not, they need to be. And I'm going to make that happen. Hans Don is mine. It's mine. If anyone takes it, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to your house. It's mine. Anyway, um... I'm the one that made Pangler happen, by the way. I made Pangler happen. Like, Pangler is in the, the, the Riddler and Penguin on the show Gotham. I called that long before it was becoming a thing. I was like, they're going to be a couple because they're both cute and they're both, like, actually gay in real life. Or they're, you know, spending time gay in real life. It's going to happen. And, kid you not, it, like, low-key happened in the show. I don't even, I don't, didn't watch the last season, so I don't know if they actually did get together in the end. But I was like, I keep this. I know what's happening here. And it did. Eventually, it did kind of happen. So it kind of did the show. Anyways, um back to this so i kind of want to talk about Gaston, but not really because he doesn't have any real impact after the first movie like he's not in enchanted christmas he's not in bell's magical world he really just does his thing and goes like that's it he doesn't have any real lasting effect on the, the lore of beauty and the beast sadly he doesn't um i mean i guess in the parks kind of because you can see Gaston, but that's pretty much it um but 
Jafar. Jafar is one of those villains, so obviously he dies in the first film, but in the second film, he comes back. No, he's not just a spirit, he's a whole-ass genie, because he actually didn't die in the first movie, so he's alive as the genie. Um, does he actually die in the second one? That's debatable, but... Homie comes back. Now, obviously in the third film, he doesn't come back, because that's a whole different story arc. Um which was actually going to tie into the series I want to get back to because it ties into the series. So, originally, conspiracy, so I heard, um, Jonathan Brandes, rest in peace, who was the voice of Mosenrath, was going to be revealed in the third Aladdin movie as Aladdin's brother, his biological brother. I believe he would be the older brother to Aladdin's younger, um, and they were both going to be the sons of Kazim who I believe is the father, so, which makes sense, because a lot of people were kind of like, why does this guy kind of look like Aladdin, even though to me, I mean, he does, but he's really pale, I don't know why he's pale, I don't know why he has a, a magic flying eel, I don't know why one of his hands is cut off, I'm not even sure if any of this is explained in the show, I don't know, but that's what it was, also, also, I did find out a little bit other lore, which I'm not sure how true this is, but Aladdin allegedly had a sister, and allegedly, allegedly, one of the girls in the, one of the episodes he ends up helping was allegedly going to be his long-lost sister. That was another thing that I randomly found out by doing some little Disney sleuthing. I don't even know how true that part of the story is, but that's crazy because she kind of looks like Jasmine, which I was like, problematic, but also cute. It's cute because Jasmine and Aladdin don't look completely different from each other. They, let's be real, they don't. I've seen people do like, like, you know, when they do like the princess princess thing of like changing their faces. And there's a few of the, the princesses and princesses who actually look alike when you swap their faces. So it's not too unbelievable. And let's be real, in the narcissistic ass world we live in today, there's a lot of couples, whether they're gay, straight, whatever, whose partners look pretty much identical to each other. It's kind of creepy. There are times where I'll see people together, I'm like, oh, they must be siblings. And it's like, no, they're they're married. I'm like, oh, they're married siblings. That's not a problem. It's like, no, they're just two people who look alike. Oh, because sometimes, like, I've heard this saying, like, sometimes you end up looking somewhat like your partner. For whatever reason, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, um, but yeah, that was going to be part of the thing. So, um, but with Jafar, what made Jafar really cool to me was, like, he, he wasn't really goofy. He had goofy moments, sure, but he was kind of, like, a stone-cold villain in a way. Like, you knew he was a villain in that story. But, like, Hook had, I think what makes Hook a little bit more redeemable to me is he's silly. Like, I don't really take him very seriously because he's so freaking silly. He just, he just is. He's a silly Billy character, and for me, he's very hard to take serious, because I'm just like, nothing ever really works in your favor, you're also afraid of the crocodile, like, it doesn't work for you, like, Jafar, especially in Return of Jafar, he gets creepy, like, when he, like, kind of, because obviously he's a genie, but sometimes he kind of comes in the form of, like, an apparition, he kind of does this, like, Maleficent thing, where he's, like, in the room, but he's not in the room, like, which, honestly, that was a really cool point, uh, part of Sleeping Beauty is when, like, Maleficent is there, but she's, like, not there, that was really cool, I was like, dude, that, that, I can see why people go so hard for her, because she has, like, a lot of the villains have powers that we don't really understand, because they're not really given a chance to show them all the way through, and Maleficent's, that was one of her powers, but it's also the same kind of power that Jafar has, because he was able to do the same thing when he became a genie, and it just kind of shows you, like, how, like, truly how, like, strong and kind of 
scary he could be. Um, which is why I'm like, people sleep on Jafar for what reason? Also, like, he he makes a really good genie. Like, as in, like, a really, like, terrifying enemy. I remember, and he, like, it's not terrifying enemy, right? But I remember playing Kingdom Hearts, like, one, two, and three, I guess. And, like, all these in one and two. And when he turns into the genie, I'm like, God, he's, like, he's so much worse to kill. Um, and, again, I just think that's what makes him really cool as well, is that, like, he has all these different kinds of powers. Like, even when he's just the sorcerer, he turns into a whole fucking snake, which he is, like, one of the creepiest snakes I've ever seen. Um, but that, like I said, like, that just adds to him. There's so much about Jafar that I'm like, he's just kind of, he's very stone cold. He means to, you know, kill Aladdin by any means. Like, he just, he's just, he's ruthless. That's exactly what he is. He's actually ruthless. And I think that's kind of, like, again, what adds to his kind of charm as character. Um, even though he really doesn't have any, like, leftover residual stuff in the third film. At least I don't think he does. I'm not even sure he's mentioned in the third film. But you can, you definitely feel his presence in the second one, obviously. And then, obviously, in the Aladdin TV series, too, which I'm looking at now. I'm looking for it now, and I don't actually see it being offered. Did they take the... No way. Did they take the Aladdin TV series off Disney Plus? Did they take Little Mermaid series off Disney Plus? Hello? No, they didn't. It's on there. Where is the Aladdin? Wait, the Aladdin TV series never came to Disney Plus. Is that what it is? Because I have episodes of the Aladdin TV series. I'm, I'm on Disney Plus right now. That's why I'm asking. I thought for sure. They, I guess they never did. Why? I'm so curious. It's been years since Disney Plus became a thing. Why don't they have, I mean, they also don't have the Mickey Mouse going and MC with Britney and Justin Christina on there. I don't know what the fuck they're waiting for, but they don't have it on there either. Um, Disney, you literally own these properties. You have properties that no one asks for on here. Why don't you have, like, the shows and shit you created? I don't Disney, make it make sense. Y'all are, whatever. I'm, I'm not gonna say anything. You know what? They're a company, they do what they want. That's so weird to me. They don't have the Aladdin TV series. So I was like, I all of a sudden just felt like watching it. Because I'm like, I want to see how much influence Jafar really had on the show. As in, like, you know, his, his character. Like, how much influence does his character have? Um, like, how impactful is he on the show? Because, like I said, with, like, Ursula and, um, and Scar, even though they weren't in necessarily every movie, they were impactful to how like the shows and things went forward so anyway that's all I really wanted to talk about on this show or on this episode of the show on this episode was just kind of like the impact a lot of the villains I personally like have um I do like I think I have talked about kind of how ruthless some of the other villains are but like I mean obviously you know we have uh like McLeach and Medusa who are two of some of the worst villains as in the worst is they are just ruthless like they really are just in the in the business of getting money by any means, even if that means potentially like offing children, which is really really dark. Um, God, those those two villains, those two, Haunting of the Queen Mary on Disney Plus. What is this? What? Hello? That looks scary. Why does that look scary? It's so weird to see scary movies on Disney Plus. It just it's weird. Does that say Exorcist? Are you fucking kidding me? Bro. Why am I gonna look and see what it's about? I have issues, clearly. Um, 
that looks scary. I'm, I'm not watching this clearly, but no. Why? For what reason? Why would you do this? Like, what? Why would you walk? Like, why? Why would you put this on Disney? Like, this is the kind of shit that makes me draw the line about Disney Plus. It's like, why? But why? Also, why am I looking into it? Why am I trying to pee? Like, what the? F- it looks weird. It looks like from the the clips they're showing. It, I don't want to find out, but it doesn't look actually scary because I'm looking at the clips and I'm like, well, I don't know. Season one, all the clips they show of them don't look like they don't look scary, but also like season one really doesn't, and then season two kind of looks like it's it could be su- su- suggestively scary. Um, but I hate this. I hate this for us. I don't know why this was even a thing. I don't like it on Disney Plus at all. Then again, Disney, do what you want. It's your channel. I don't really give a fuck. But yeah. Oh, this is weird. I never thought I would turn on Disney Plus and see, like, evil shit, like, to that degree. Not that Disney doesn't have these things on there. Like, oh, Scream Queen's on here, too. Look at it just changing the whole fucking subject. I'm gonna stop doing that now. Anyway, um, sorry. Getting back to basics here. So, I'm basically gonna end this episode now. But, yeah, I just wanted to talk about some of the villains I really liked. And I think Jafar, again, is one of those villains I don't think gets enough credit for just being a baddie, because I think Jafar is, a, he's a baddie, he's, he's a baddie, and, like, I love when I see him compared to, like, the likes of Maleficent and stuff, because I think that he is kind of on that level of, you know, a villain, he, I, to me, he is, he really is, like, a good, like, he's not, he's not goofy, he's not silly, he's just, he's very, like, um, I'm gonna kill you to get what I want, that's, that's, that is the character of Jafar, and so I think that he doesn't get enough love, I think there are some characters, or some villains that really get a little bit too much love, and there are some that just don't get enough, and I think Jafar is one of those villains that doesn't get enough love, considering, I think, the impact that he does leave on, like, the movies of Aladdin, obviously, like I said, Aladdin, the King of Thieves, goes in a completely different direction, and so I can see why he doesn't, but, um, I don't know, I just, I really have always liked his character, um, the fact that he can kind of shape shifts and turn into things that he, you know, that he needs to, to kind of get what he wants, um, I mean, I, and he does have, like, every evil villain has a stooge, so he has Iago as a stooge, but I never found him stoogey, I never did, I never found Jafar stoogey, um, and like I said, I love how he, I love his, some of his stuff in Aladdin and, and uh, or Return Jafar, I mean, he literally has a movie named after him, most of the villains, I mean, I know Maleficent has a movie, but look how long that took, like, majority of them don't have movies named after them, he literally has a little villain named after him called Return Jafar, you won't see that from anything else, um, or except for, like I said, Maleficent, but like everyone else, you will hold Cruella now too, but like, you get my point, my point is, out of the animated villains, you know, for the longest time, really, Jafar was the only one that had, like, things named after him, he has a really cool ability to also, like, not just be human, but also a genie, and he's a sorcerer on top of that, so he really is one of the most powerful villains, and that's why I want to see more of that from him, because it's like, you didn't need to be a genie to be powerful, you were already powerful, and you have, like, the power of, like, hypnosis, he was a little bit, like, I guess how Rasputin is seen in Anastasia, kind of like that, but, like, even more so because he's also a genie, so he's kind of unkillable, right, because I don't think you can kill a genie, um, but who knows, maybe that'll, he'll come back in the future movie, uh, I know there was a movie, uh, that was in development called Genies, 
I think that was going to be a Will Smith film. I'm not quite sure. I don't know. But if that is the case, then we could we can see him kind of come back again, hopefully. Um, but yeah, I, like, I just I think that Jafar is one of those films that I think definitely deserves another look because I think he's I think he's a baddie. I think they're all baddies, but I think he's he's a baddie baddie that doesn't get enough respect put on his name. Anyway, guys, I will see you guys next time. We'll talk about more Disney stuff. I love talking about Disney things. Um, I'm actually gonna watch Winnie the Pooh Springtime Group because I don't think I've ever seen this. We'll find out. But yeah, that's the end of this one. I'll see you guys later. Have a great day, night, evening, afternoon, whatever you listen to this. And I'll be back with more. Have a magical day. Bye.